Hi, this is Raul Ramirez of the Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we help you elevate your grappling, and together we keep real wrestling alive. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, whether you're watching us from our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel, or just listening to the audio through virtually any podcast platform, in, including uh, like the more obscure ones. Like we're even on like Audible and um, like Samsung Podcasts and stuff like that. So. Uh, Try to make it easy for everyone to find us. So welcome, thank you. Um, so we got a couple of announcements. So in a couple of weeks, really, our our UCLA catch wrestling program and Sanda program is starting back up again. Um, our Sanda program was actually one of the most popular at UCLA um, at the university there. Um, so hopefully, we just keep keep growing it, keep growing both the Sanda and the catch wrestling programs there. Um, you know, it's great that, you know, one of, one of the two is already one of the most popular. And so let's just try to keep growing, uh, the popularity of the, the catch wrestling as well. So, um, yeah, so just really looking forward to that, uh, getting more students involved. Uh, we also still have our ongoing, uh, catch wrestling program at Fight Science MMA here in Los Angeles. Also, uh, people ask from the East Coast, like who they can train with. Uh, regardless of your location, you really need to like make the pilgrimage to South Carolina to train with John Strickland there. Um, his organization is called American Hook Wrestling. So, yes, you can train. If not, if you can't make it, uh, you know, if you're in some other location or, or in another country, uh, feel free to join our cwa academy so that is our online platform just on our website catchwrestlingalliance.com um so that's always there for you um and you know, just be active in the in the chat room there um uh, you know happy to help happy to answer questions um so yeah just uh uh just to let everyone know that got a lot going on a uh, lot of stu lot of stuff's going on at UCLA too, so yeah, I believe that they might have to reinstate a wrestling program uh, for because uh, they're trying or they got into a different conference and stuff like that. So uh, we'll see if more wrestling comes to the university and if we can't get catch wrestling more involved with that. Uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and get to the the subject because this is also coming up. Uh, I did see online there was a pretty cool social media post. Unfortunately, I forgot who posted it but i think it was some jujitsu uh person who um you know is really it's probably like a physical therapist or chiropractor or something uh that wanted to highlight the the like the i how the idea is wrong where a lot of people will say like oh how do i improve my cardio uh for you know for jujitsu or even for wrestling and stuff and so this uh, a lot of people are like the the traditional belief the traditional thought is that uh, you just you just need to roll more, you know, keep wrestling more, keep rolling more, and uh, your cardio will improve. It, it is well, you have to. It's not so. Basically, what the study shows is that it's not true. But what will happen, like if you only roll, uh, you you will get used to it. But say like if you were to do a longer match, uh, say if you had a longer time limit match um, that you weren't used to say if you're only used to like the five or six uh, minute matches and a lot of the the common jujitsu tournaments if you had to do anything further than that um, or longer than that i mean then uh, you'd probably gas out and lose right so 
so okay so <laughs> i've been a um like a trainer for ucla like a long time long time ago when i was still a student there and so strength and conditioning was a major part or like a major thing that we really needed to uh help like the students the student athletes and just everyone in general to know because say like a lot of student athletes and even professional athletes they're not only practicing their sport they're not only doing football they're not only doing basketball or whatnot uh they're also spending time in the gym doing strength and conditioning so all of the what, what that means is like um you know you're strengthening your body you're conditioning your body for your sport uh, in particular right so if you do like an endurance sport you will have to do more endurance type things that basically challenge your body for a longer period of time uh, or if you're like an explosive sport so a lot of times like football like american football will uh you'll just you'll just have one quick burst of energy and then you rest for a really long time so you just you train these these types of short intensity uh high energy bursts uh you know so you get used to being able to do those and so that like strength and conditioning doesn't only make that stronger it actually helps to prevent injury also so these are one of the one of the major uh, reasons why uh, just rolling or just wrestling is not going to be the best for you especially in the long term you really need to be doing a mix of your technique training like so like you're drilling you're rolling but also the strength and conditioning all right so uh so like even an example so say like even uh, um uh like for like even on the, on the, the thumbnail of this of our youtube um like our youtube th thumbnail for this live stream uh shows joe stecker so one of the greatest american catch wrestlers who ever lived um he was you know he was they called him the scissor king and so he used to train squeezing uh these these bales of say like rice sacks or or corn and uh, he would squeeze them until they would just rip open and so that wasn't the only thing he would do for strength and conditioning but it was it was doing something that wasn't rolling it was doing something that wasn't um specifically on another person right so these are the things that would be considered like strength and conditioning but again everything is like more sport specific but ultimately i mean it is good to be doing the weights it's good to be doing the cardio like actual cardio which uh wrestling and stuff truly isn't really it really needs to be something that um is more sustained for a longer period of time definitely Say so like, uh, well, even in right now, the, the freestyle world championships going on, um, like they have what, the like six minute total, where it was a lot of breaks, you know, like the referees breaking up or blowing the whistle a lot, standing them back up, doing all these things. So um, it's really not a consistent movement of your body, right? You need to be doing these types of uh, longer term, uh, you know, movements, right, where you're, you're it's, it's called submaximal. So it's like where you can still do an activity, it's still challenging, but you keep moving for a longer period of time and you don't stop. You can do these things to say like improve your, your stamina, improve your race uh, speed or your running speed. 
And these are like called like interval training. So you can also do this for say like for, for catch wrestling specifically, since you know, say in the catch wrestling alliance events, our time limit is like 20 minutes per match. So you can use the strategy of tiring out your opponent uh, to to help you win a match, right? So with that being said, then you need to be training your stamina as well. So it would, it would include things like interval training where you can uh, you can like say like run for very, very, very hard, say for like 30 seconds to a minute. And then you decrease your speed, but you continue running, right? So it's like a, a slower run, but and then you do like a really harder run where it's almost completely um, like your full strength, right? These types of things are more beneficial. Uh, it's like, and they, these are actually considered more like cardio than say like if you're doing jujitsu and you're kind of rolling, say like someone's stuck in on your back or you're, you have someone, you have someone's back and you're just kind of trying to fight for uh, whatever, like your, whatever technique you're doing. And so you're kind of like a stalemate. And, or even you might have someone's back and like, um, and so you kind of just relax, right? So the, then all of a sudden it's no, truly is no longer cardio. So you, you can't um, call it that at all. So I think people don't quite understand this, this differentiation. And so by doing the things like interval training, um, uh, doing the weightlifting and whatnot, then you improve all the different aspects of your like your wrestling game or your jujitsu game um and so then you can also perform longer you know have better like explosive power uh better muscular endurance during your match also you will minimize your chances of getting hurt and that's like one of the most important things because we all love our sport we all love wrestling we all love grappling and you want to do it for a really long time and doing strength and conditioning is the way to make sure or to necessarily make sure because it's not like guaranteed you know you, anybody can get some kind of crazy uh injury or whatever where but you decrease your chances of having some kind of like career ending uh injury right so um so with that being said why don't I, i'll just give you a quick rundown of say like the uh, like some of the exercises that you can do it's just so it's so simple um like so might as well just sh show you right so um even for your upper body really if you want to think simply and if you don't have access to a gym where you or you have like weights and or even like a cable machine and whatnot really just think of like doing any type of movement that's like pushing forward right so any kind of push-up right and then a row so that means like so if you're pushing forward you want to train the opposite movement right so that's pulling back so these are called rows right so a push and then a pull and then you want to do a push up right so that would be not a push up like the exercise but pushing up so there's like a different plane right so this would be strengthening your your shoulder a little bit more specifically like your deltoid muscles right and so then if you push up then you want to do the opposite thing so you pull down so a lot of times in the gym that's called like a lat pull down right so those are the main movements of your upper body, right? You don't necessarily have to be doing like um, uh, like your bicep curls and stuff like that. Those are usually like considered like vanity uh, exercises. But if you're doing the types of, say, like the push-pull, push-up, pull-down, uh, that has been shown to really help stabilize 
your shoulders, really minimize shoulder injuries, uh, but also it's going to make you stronger in your sport as well. So uh, there's the other thing about that, then, and I would say, like, you can talk, if you end up getting like a strength conditioning coach, then you can talk about that with them because there's different types of, say, like weightlifting protocol. So like say if you're doing American football, right, then you, you need a little bit more explosive power. So you can be doing different types of weightlifting exercises. So um, so like one for the leg, like one of the main things for your leg is any type of squat movement. So whether you have a barbell or if you just do regular squats or you can do, um, uh, say, like lunges or these different types of uh, squat type exercises it's like really one of the best things for your legs so later on you can find ways to increase the intensity like if you don't have weights but a lot of times you can just hold stuff you know like whether it be like some kettlebells are pretty popular or or even if you don't have kettlebells and you can you can uh, i would say just try to find something where you can kind of know what the weight is right so uh, even if you have a cat and you have a litter a lot of times it's like uh, they tell you how much litter you're, you're by the pound like that you're you're buying right so so like a 10 pound bag or whatever or rice right if you have a rice whatever um a lot of times they tell you the weight or you can if you have a scale at home you can weigh these things and then you can increase the weight over time um so uh these types of movements are like kind of like some of the major ones so it's like rubber body you know push pull push up pull down uh any type of squat type of movement for the legs uh, you can also do uh, lower back exercises, uh, kind of similar to like, um, um, like, uh, oh man, what is it? Like when you do planks and stuff like that. Um, but then say like if for sports specific stuff, you might need to work, focus on the explosive power or uh, muscular endurance. So usually muscular endurance means that you're going to be doing higher amounts of reps and uh, shorter amount of rest. So, um, so those are the different types of things that you want to take into consideration. And, and depending on your sport, you know, you have to do a little bit different exercises. And personally, I think, um, say for combat sports, um, even like the, especially like the, the catch wrestling and whatnot, uh, since you're kind of hanging on to the person or trying to hold on to them, even like stuff like battle ropes are, are I, I, I approve of those, right? All right. Okay. So we actually have a bunch of questions already. Uh, feel free to ask. Uh, that, that was just mostly my two cents. So ultimately, like the main point was that there's research studies going around saying that really only doing your sport or only rolling is like considered the best way to build up your cardio for your sport. But it isn't exactly true. Uh, you have to be doing the strength conditioning to build build up your body to do your sport better. Right. So even if you only rolled or only wrestled and stuff, you can, you know, build up your stamina, but it wouldn't necessarily be the most ideal way. So the most ideal way would be including, you know, your including strength and conditioning into your training. Right. So uh, if anybody wants to ask me more questions specifically, you know, maybe we can try to set up a, a, a you know, a private uh, talk or whatever that we can discuss things more specifically. Uh, but let's get to your questions here. Okay, so uh, Rafael Toledo, he says, is catch wrestling good for street self-defense? Yes, it is one of the excellent 
like base styles for self-defense. I mean, it was it's so good that uh, militaries, you know, would use it as a base style to teach their um, their you know their soldiers and stuff to to fight. Really, when that was when that was more a part of uh, fighting, right? Especially in you know in, in the war and stuff. Now it's more gun gun based or whatever, but um, um, still, it it is a very good base style for self defense. Okay, Liam Burgess. Hey man, I was an established kickboxer and Muay Thai. I got jumped and ended up getting hospitalized. Yeah, there's so that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of there's a lot to self defense, All right? So um yeah we even had um someone one of our students in canada uh one of the reasons why they started training uh was because they they were attacked so sometimes like you might you might just be in the wrong place at the wrong time where training or not someone just might think that you are uh, uh someone that they want to attack for some reason and they might just attack you uh you know without any provocation so you know you never know um Okay, Liam, Liam Burgess, uh, I ended up training under Ian Bromley for a while, and I believe catch wrestling is a good base for, a good solid base for ground and massively improved strength and conditioning endurance. Yes, yes, uh, Liam Burgess catches catch can by any means necessary. <laughs> uh, Mikas Palmas, how much overlap does catch wrestling have with BJJ, Sambo, and other grappling styles? Uh, there are some kind of like universal, say like takedowns and stuff. So there would be a lot of uh, overlap there. But a lot of times from what I've seen in uh, Sambo and like a lot of the com competition stuff, um, like Sambo and Lucha, uh, was it? Yeah, what, uh, what are they called? Luta Livre uh, in Brazil and stuff. Then they, they totally abandoned the pins. So... Um, so then catch wrestling hasn't abandoned the pins, right? So there, there's like still more of the emphasis on that of staying off your back and whatnot. So, and, and also too, like a lot of Sambo has, you still have a jacket and stuff. So, um, you know, then there's that, that's like a, a huge difference because you're not quite able to hang on to someone's clothes, right? But again, there's uh, definitely one of the major differences would be the emphasis on the wrestling, the emphasis of getting someone onto their back. Uh, that that would be like the the big difference. But other than that, there's like there is a lot of overlap. Um, uh, you know, say like there's a, there's actually more of a freedom with catch wrestling uh, because you can do a lot of the different types of like pain uh, pain compliance moves um, to get someone to move the way you need them. Uh, as that stuff that would be like illegal or tends to be illegal in like say like jujitsu competition a lot of the neck crank stuff um you know which tends to be illegal in a lot of jujitsu competitions that's the stuff that um you know is like kind of like uh, just day one catch wrestling stuff uh, liam burgess uh what are your top rated submissions or holds uh, really, the double wrist lock is one of the the, the best ones. Uh, one that I like a lot uh, personally. Uh, one that I think once people start getting used to it, like that that they can actually like hold on to it and kind of 
move with the person, like with your opponent, because when you have a when you have a like a more skilled opponent, they're gonna know all these different types of ways to get out of the double wrist lock. But once you get used to that, then you can kind of end up hang on hanging on to it longer, and maybe you can turn it into another type of submission, or you can kind of follow the person as they try to escape, and you still end up uh, getting a submission or pin. So that one's always been my favorite. Uh, neck crank stuff is always good, or toe hold stuff is always really good. I think, I think ultimately the double wrist lock works most for me personally, and then the toe hold stuff, and then uh, quite often, or like late, like I guess last would be like the neck neck crank stuff. Um, I think just because a lot of times uh, you can pin someone, but um, a lot of times they you know, as they try to fight fight off like or even like say in jujitsu a lot of times like you pass their guard you pin them basically and they start trying to push you like down your body they try to kind of do some kind of push and kind of shrimp out a lot of times they they when they shrimp you know they they end up bending their knees and so their foot's like really close and so like they, they give you a toehold a lot of times so a lot of times i feel like they give you um like double wrist locks and toe holds much sooner than uh neck crank stuff unless you're really good at like maybe taking someone's back or, or snapping down like stamping them down and then uh going for like the front face lock or something like that uh then chances are you'll probably be able to get like uh, a double wrist lock submission or a toe hold type submission easier at least in my opinion and my experience eddie arvelo who do you think is a great coach on the East Coast? The, hands down, the, only, the the number one on the East Coast is John Strickland. Uh, Mikas Palmas, thanks. I've never trained any type of fighting, but just through research, catch wrestling seems like the most solid and versatile grappling base to start with concerning MMA. Yeah, um, I think ultimately the the foundation and pin pin. Pins and pinning, that whole idea uh, would be one of the most beneficial for self-defense, for MMA and stuff, because it's all really it's all about controlling uh, the other person right? or trying to gain control and maintain control over the other person. And um, that is really vital. And it's, it's coming up more and more nowadays with like, you know, from jujitsu and stuff, and especially like no-gi grappling, where... You know these gurus and stuff are talking more about like pins and stuff like you know john danaher and even uh, uh gordon ryan are talking about pins uh being important so basically it, what it is ultimately is not just like uh you know being chest to chest with somebody and like they're they're on their back it's uh, it's more than that it's like controlling their limbs and whatnot so that you can you can then have a higher chance of completing your submission right so that's what you, that's how you want to think about it. It's not just like the same old like where you think maybe like a pin and then someone counts to three or anything like that. No, it's, it's different than that. It is keeping someone down and you can move your body around that one point where you're pinning them down and then you can set up your submission holds and have a higher chance of completing them. It doesn't mean like nothing's like 100%. So even what even in I remember reading in one of John Danaher's posts about where he's talking about the benefits of pins and yeah, like even he kind of says it's like it's not necessarily like 100% guaranteed that you'll get it, but you have a higher chance of being able to complete your submissions. And so hopefully that was uh, uh, helpful to you. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the most solid and versatile 
grappling styles because it does have the the takedowns and uh, submission holds. It's cognizant of the submission holds, so that's where like freestyle and uh, uh, these other amateur wrestling styles are lacking, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Liam. Liam Burgess, I'm in England and I'm up early in the morning. Just wanted to drop in and support the channel, show some love, and thank you for answering my questions. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you, Liam. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know what time it is over there, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I think you guys are like eight hours ahead of LA or something like that. So um, you know, hopefully you have a good day. <laughs> um, you know, thanks for stopping by. And uh, you know, feel free to ask any questions in the future. So, um, and I don't have a scheduled time to do the live stream, but uh, I just try to do it when when I can. But anybody, have, go ahead and feel free to ask any more questions. Oh, it's twenty three oh nine over there. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So it's like two oh nine for for us here in Los Angeles. So what what is that? At? But fourteen oh nine or whatever. Okay, Stuger. No, hopefully I pronounced it right. I didn't find any catch wrestling techniques DVD from beginner to advanced. It would be awesome. I, like the Gracies made a Gracie combative DVD to practice at home and pair with drills and all that stuff. Well, you know, I'd say, you know, feel free to check out our um, our, our CWA Academy on our website catchwrestlingalliance.com um yeah it has like the fundamental moves um we worked on and developed a kind of like a self-defense uh program i think i just need to re-record it and then um you know put that up like more of the self-defense stuff uh but i mean ultimately like catch wrestling is because of the wrestling aspect and the control aspect then it's really one of the better things uh for self-defense but ultimately you want to make you want to think of self-defense as trying to create distance doing things where you can create distance to get away from the other person but if they continue like attacking you then you would have to control them you know get them down uh and control them uh but not necessarily like like destroying them you know like uh, breaking their you know like killing them or doing anything that could potentially kill them that is uh that, that can get you into trouble like legally they can come back and sue you and whatnot depending on like like how badly you hurt them but it's all about controlling them and not you know not like you know and not like uh, hurting someone way beyond what they did to you right because then that be, that 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 puts you that makes you the the attacker yeah. Cool. So going back to the original point, so strength and conditioning, should you do it? Ultimately, yes, yes, if you can. So what you want to, the way you want to think about it would be, um, you know, still doing your, you know, going to your classes, doing the, like the technique drills, uh, still sparring, um, you know, spar all you want, really. But then if you have time, so maybe at a different time during the day or another day, then you can be doing your cardio, you can be doing your weightlifting, and then also the thing that people really forget is the uh, flexibility training, right? So you have to be stretching and whatnot. Um, 
otherwise then like if you start losing your range of motion uh, then that also increases your chances of getting injured so this is what this is when you'll see like a lot of times like the professional athletes regardless of the sport you know they're pulling their hamstring or or getting sciatica so they're getting like lower back pain and they have nerve pain shooting down their legs and whatnot so uh, a lot of times it's like the flexibility so they're also they're very strong but they're really inflexible and so then their strength and conditioning teams uh, have for some reason have a problem with with uh, making sure that the athletes are limber a lot of times like these sports like these professional sports uh, they just really need they have like a very busy schedule so a lot of times it's just like if you feel decent then they'll, they'll send you back out so it is uh, it can be problematic where, you know, like if it's for like a, a sport that has like a ton of games that they have to play, then, you know, you'll, you'll see these people getting injured. Um, Mike Palmas, or I'm sorry, Mikas Palmas. Is there a way to find affiliate catch wrestling schools? Yeah, actually I have to, um, I have to update the, the website. I'm sorry. I really need to do that. Um, so besides LA, we also have, um, we also have uh, someone in New Mexico. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to, um, I'll just update the website and then see if there's like, if they have a link to any school or whatnot, then, then I'll put that up. Eddie Arvelo. I'm a former pro wrestler that fell in love with the, uh, chaining aspect of wrestling. That led me to learn more from the catch community. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Eddie. I'm glad. Actually, I have one of my good friends uh, is a really good pro wrestler, um, Jennifer Thomas. And she, again, kind of like you, where um, she had this love of wrestling. And so then uh, through her research, because she's in LA too. So then through her research, she found me and then she uh, started training. Um, but yeah, I've been meet meeting more and more uh, pro wrestlers and um you know, that, that also want to learn like the, the traditional cat wrestling. And so uh, it, that's, it's really cool to see that. And, you know, cat, uh, pro wrestling is really cool as well. I, I think people don't understand how much training is involved and uh, how it's really an art form in itself. All right. So uh, I was talking about this, the flexibility training. Yeah, you have to stretch, basically. <laughs> it's like the thing that, that people seem to hate the most of about like working out and stuff. But yeah, it's really going to save your life. It's going to, uh, again, I think that's one of the biggest things that is going to um, uh, like help protect your body, uh, at least in the long term as well. But yeah, you definitely got to be doing all of the different aspects. Because uh, I've seen even like uh, some yoga teachers who were just like hyper flexible and weren't really doing the strength stuff, like the the weights or these other types of uh, you know like muscle building activities. So then, in a way, they be they were too flexible, and they ended up with different types of like injuries where they have would have nerve problems as well. Um, so again, it it is all part of the the pie, right? You got to be doing all these different things. So you're at, like so <laughs> to recap you gotta be doing the flexibility you gotta be doing the the strength and the, the strength and conditioning so like the cardio the resistance training and then your sport so you have to work on the techniques of your sport so like drilling and then uh, and then of course doing your sport so you, the the sparring the the rolling and whatnot 
so that's why I personally I think that like if you if you had like a, a, a complete program where so say if you had a gym where uh, they did everything right they had everything they had strength and conditioning and stuff so in your say if you if you had a catch wrestling class then in your catch wrestling class you can maybe do a short warm up but then drill and then spar uh, and but you'll you'll and then like on say like at the same day or different days you'll you'll be doing the strength and conditioning training right but quite often what you'll see is kind of a traditional way of training where you'll have you'll have uh, coaches lead people through all these different types of like difficult warm-ups like they usually call them like warm-ups where you do all these kinds of um like activities uh for like a really long time and ultimately that's not necessary but i think it maybe it came out of the idea where it's like you're doing everything all at one training session but uh ultimately you'll get less time sparring or depending on how much time you have in the day you know you might ultimately have less time to get better at your sport so really it would be ideal if if you had if you had the ability and the time to separate all these things just have a concentrated like drilling and sparring time and then at a different time have your strength conditioning session so that would also kind of give you time to like really focus on i on both things both aspects so that, that, that those are my two cents and kind of like when, when i was um uh still uh you know in in at the university um they would like for the student athletes they would develop um these training manuals like especially for like um uh, when it was summertime and all the students were going home, they they developed these manuals. They had different types of exercises that were more sport specific, so the athletes could be doing them at home on their own. Um, so I mean, it it's it, very important ultimately. So um, the, and so so I just want you to see everything kind of like as a big I don't know a big pie or a big puzzle, and so. These, I'd say pie is better, right? Because you think each slice is like uh, a different thing, but they all make the whole, and the whole is uh, it's going to make you healthier, right? <laughs> so, so maybe don't think of it as a pie. Think of it as a very healthy uh, vegetable pie that tastes good, tastes good, right? And uh, when everything's together, then it tastes even better, right? So, so um, yeah, all these things work together to create like a safer, uh, less injured uh you know uh more longevity right so uh it'll help you to to be less injured and to do your sport longer right so that's the way you want to think about it so like if there's any aspect about it that you hate the most like the stretching and stuff just think oh this is going to help prevent injuries going to help me help prevent a sciatica because that's like so common where people um get like this nerve pain that shoots down their leg it is it is miserable right it just really takes over your your body because you know it's painful it's painful and um it's like this internal pain that you know it's difficult to to recover from so um you don't want these things right you want to be out doing your sport so um you know just if, if you can do this little bit of prevention uh it's going to help a lot so try to think of it that way it's like these things that you kind of don't like you know they're they're good for you right or maybe even try to make it interesting so like even like say if there is like a yoga class that you like or a, a teacher that has a cool yoga style that you know helps you with your range of motion then you do that you know totally fine so it doesn't have to be so rigid um 
where you, you, you think like, oh, everything has to be this certain way by, you know, whatever. No, you, you can get creative about it. It's ultimately, it's about you being strong and having a full, like wide range of motion. And uh, you should be able to do your sport, whatever sport it is, uh, even if it's not catch wrestling, you should be able to do it longer and with less injuries overall. All right, so that's statistically speaking, right? You'll you decrease your chances of getting injured. All right, so yeah, if you if anybody has any questions, feel free to ask. Also, if you want to support our channel, um, you know, if you're here on YouTube, uh, you can become a member. We have a um, we have a bunch of different videos that are behind the they're basically member only, right? So you you know, feel free to do that. We try to add more and more. Um, I did one I posted one recently where I drained my cauliflower ear. It's almost completely healed, like on this side. So it's just a little slight, there's a little bit of juice left. So I'll probably just leave it because it's just like so, so little. Um, but yeah, so, but anyway, besides that, we have also alternative endings to uh, some of our main videos where we show a technique. We try to show like an alternate um, submission that you can get. Uh, so that we, we leave that as like a member only perk and stuff. So all of it helps. Um, so, you know, or, or if anybody wants to train on our uh, online, you know, you can join our Catch Wrestling Alliance Academy. That's on our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. All right. So appreciate everyone. Also, um, you know, it we really have to kind of help support the sport. Um, and so I think that's one of the reasons why we I, I kind of like talking about, like, say, like, even like the the lesser so like if we talk about mma a lot of times we talk about one championship because it's not like the main it's, not, it's becoming more and more well known but it's not like the main one that's well known um also talk about like actually the hopefully we'll probably be doing some sumo highlights because the new sumo uh tournament just started in in japan uh so we'll probably show stuff like that or even um a little, there there were some really cool i don't know if anybody saw the women's freestyle um championship right now um the american helen marulis she got some cool trips on on a few women and uh, so we'll kind of show like maybe some of the lesser known stuff um maybe even some of the like like definitely some of the sumo highlights and how you can uh, apply them in catch wrestling so um yeah oh thank oh so age of machines so oh, thank you for for the was it the super chat or right, thank you very much so thanks for all the good info i know next to nothing about catch wrestling starting from scratch reasonably healthy all right so let's try to keep you uh even stronger and more flexible all right so yeah keep it up uh jamala thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. oh thank thank you thank you so uh if you have any questions about any topics that we can discuss Next time, just uh, let us know on any of the social media, or you can comment on this video, uh, you know, in the comments below, um, or you know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, even, right? We're even on TikTok. So, um, yeah, feel free to ask any questions, and then you know, maybe it'll become like the main topic of the, the next live stream. All right, so thanks again, and. Let's try to help you elevate your grappling and so together we can keep real wrestling alive. Thanks.